You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit jabberjawmedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash peerpleasure. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check it out today. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Peer Pleasure Podcast. I am your host, Dewey, and we are glad to have you back with us another week. I know I say it every week, but we are really glad to have you. Um, glad you have you listening. Uh, glad to have you guys out there uh, on our side, and uh, hope you enjoy what you're hearing every week. I, hope, I hear a lot of uh, feedback from you guys, and I'm really stoked about that. Um, so first off, uh, this is going to be the last episode uh, that airs only on the iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that mess, um, before we go to radio, uh, Adobe radio, we will be debuting on there on the 22nd of January. Um, that's going to be next week and we are super stoked to do that. Um, so what's going to happen is the show's going to air on Adobe radio, uh, 5 PM Eastern time, uh, 2 PM Pacific time. Uh, you can tune into that at ido.bi slash player, and that's the streaming player. Uh, you can listen to it on there. You can listen to it on the Adobe web website. Um, and so it's going to air there first, and then I'm going to air the full uncensored, well, censored is the wrong word, uh, the unedited version uh, like normal on Sunday nights. So once that airs, um, that episode will only be 55 minutes long. So if the if the episode is, you know, an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes, uh, we're going to air 55 minutes of that episode, and then the full version will be up uh, on the website and on iTunes like normal uh, the later that evening, Sunday night, uh, when I get around to posting that. So really stoked to be part of the Adobe family, uh, really stoked to be part of the Jabberjaw Media family, which we're also a part of, and you can hear our episodes on there now. A uh, lot of great shows on Jabberjaw. Uh, My Career Hour, which I was just on as a guest last week, uh, Mike and I did a, uh, My Career and I did a, a swap cast where we interviewed each other and, and posted on both of our shows. Uh, that was really fun. We're going to try to do a couple more of those uh, with some other Jabberjaw hosts as well. Um, and you know, lead singer syndrome, uh, we have a new podcast on Jabberjaw media called managemental podcast. This podcast is awesome. Uh, it's Mike Mowry, uh, is one of the founders of Jabberjaw. He is the, uh, president and CEO of outer loop management and outer loop records. Uh, outer loop records has some great bands on there as well. Uh, youth and revolt and, uh, Lorna shore, uh, Migosh. Uh, Ice Nine Kills, a lot of uh, a lot of awesome stuff. So um, definitely check out uh, Outer Loop Records, Outer Loop Management. Definitely check them out. But Managemental uh, is a podcast with Mike and uh, Blasco. Uh, you might know Blasco from uh, Rob Zombie's band, uh, Ozzy's band. He's a bass player. Um, 
play with a whole bunch of people. Um, and so, and he also manages bands. He's a mercenary management, I believe is his company. And Mike and Blasco, uh, on this podcast get together, uh, as they've been doing for a long time. And they'd have a weekly conversation on the phone talking about issues and, and management stuff. Surprisingly is very interesting. I think even if you're not a manager or a manager type, uh, hearing these stories, uh, how managers go about, uh, reading these articles, how they interpret things, uh, and their way of thinking, um, and kind of the thought process around being a manager. Uh, so managemental podcast is definitely a good listen. I recommend it, uh, wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I've been listening to the demos of it as it's been building and it just gets better and better. And I think, uh, it's going to go places and, and, uh, really entertain people. So check out managemental podcast on jabberjawmedia.com. Um, it's also on iTunes everywhere. Podcasts are available. So, uh, definitely check them out. So I also wanted to talk about our Amazon affiliate link, uh, which is on the website, purepleasurepodcast.com. That affiliate link, uh, you sign in there, bookmark it, sign in as normal on Amazon, buy what you're going to buy. Uh, 4% goes to our show here, uh, Pure Pleasure Podcast. It doesn't cost you any extra, it just helps us out, and it really does help us out, keep costs down, uh, you know, pay some bills. Uh, there's also a donate button if you do like the show. Um, I know a lot of podcasts have a Patreon page. We do not. Um, but we do have a donate button on the website that will definitely help the show out, keep costs down. Same thing. Um, it does take some work and some, you know, monthly bills to, to put this podcast out for you. And I'm really stoked you guys are into it. And if you want to support the show, head over to the website, purepleasurepodcast.com, click on that donate button, you know, a dollar a month, $5 a month, a million dollars a month. I don't know, whatever it's worth to you. Uh, if it is, definitely throw that out there and we can, uh, you know, keep things rolling the way we have. Um, a lot of great feedback still on our guests and I've got a lot in the works for 2017. Um, and so, like I said, this will be the last episode before we go to Adobe Radio. Um, and so, you know, nothing's going to change if you have it on our RSS feed downloaded. But if you do not and you listen to it uh, or want to listen to it a different way, definitely check out Adobe Radio. So a few things happened this week uh, that I want to talk about uh, before we get into our guest here. Um, we've been hit in Portland with an incredible snow, ice, uh, snowmageddon the, as they've been calling it. Uh, it's outrageous uh, how fast the city shuts down with snow and ice. Um, and I, it just I get so tired of hearing people talk about how they're just worried about the other drivers on the road running into them because they know how to drive in the snow. And I'm pretty sure 90% of the people that say that are the drivers that people are actually scared of. Um, you know, a lot of people taking liberties, driving like crazy. Um, but long story short, drove to work the other day. The car was completely covered in snow. Um, brushed it off. It was like four in the morning, brushed it off backed out of my space, which took about 20 minutes trying to get out of my space, rocking it back and forth, stuck, stuck, stuck. And once I got it out, I was so gung ho, ready to get to work. I just took off and was driving along. Everything was fine. Then I realized when there weren't cars around me, I couldn't see anything. And I realized as I got halfway to work on the freeway that I had not brushed off my headlights. My headlights were completely covered with at least three inches of snow. Um, and at that point I was already moving. I had momentum. I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to keep going. They can pull me over, whatever they got to do. Made it to work. Felt like the biggest asshole ever uh, driving like that could have killed somebody, but all I wanted to do was get to work anyway. So now I'm one of those drivers that you want to stay off the road from <laughs> anyways. Uh, and during this trip, the other thing I wanted to talk about, they played a clip of Ed Sheeran playing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song on the radio. This was talk radio. And apparently a fan asked Ed Sheeran to play on the fly the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song, which everyone that was born in the 80s knows by heart, which is not a hard sell. So he chimes in with the most generic chord progression, probably from one of his actual songs, and sang the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song over the top. 
And this radio host went on and on about how amazing of an artist this this guy is because he could come up with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song over some singer-songwriter generic chord progression. And it just made me sick. And I had to say it. I had to say it somewhere because it was just blew my mind how someone could find something so bland uh, to, to have such artistic merit because it was done on the fly. Anyways, that's my rant for this week. Uh, that drove me nuts. Driving like an asshole in the snow. Also, I feel real bad about that. No one was hurt. Uh, but the other side of that story is uh, my insurance had expired uh, from the previous owner of the car, my dad. Uh, and I didn't realize that until halfway through the month and had been driving through the snowstorm with no insurance. So there you go. There's my full confession. Total asshole. Let's get into the show. This week, we have Mr. Logan Mater. Uh, you may know Logan from uh, Machine Head or Soulfly, Medication, or his new band, Once Human. Once Human is an amazing, amazing band. Uh, I saw a post about it, I believe, on the PRP uh, blog that I read. And uh, when I saw that, I went and immediately went on Spotify, checked it out. It is some of the heaviest music I've heard in a long time, and it's female fronted, um, and it, it just it just blew me away. Um, I definitely recommend checking this band out. Um, I'm going to play some music uh, as we lead in the interview, and I'm going to try to play a song at the end as well um, to get the word out with with my listeners as well, because uh, Logan is a good dude. Uh, we met a long time ago at uh, Undercity Studios where the Burning Room was recording our record, We Invented Thunder. He was working on a record with a band called Assassino uh, with Dino from Fear Factory and Andreas from Sepultura. Um, and Andreas and Dino, uh, you know, came and hung out with us while we were recording. Logan hung out with us while we were recording. Uh, we're kind of mentors in a way while we were recording our record. And that was the first metal record that I had written and recorded was, was we invented thunder with the burning room. So having some veterans of the metal scene, uh, in the studio was very cool. Um, and I reached out to Logan through email, um, said, Hey man, you know, I know it's been a long time. We want to come on the show. And he said, absolutely. And that was really cool. Not having to go through the publicist and everything else. Um, him just coming on board and, and chatting a little bit about once human, uh, a little bit about the music industry nowadays. Um, you know, he's got a lot of stuff in the works and, uh, they're just waiting for this album to come out, uh, which is going to come out February 10th on, uh, ear music. And, uh, the album is, is, uh, is going to be awesome. Um, there's a couple songs up on Spotify. You can download, there's some YouTube videos you can download. Uh, the bandage is brutal. It really, really cool stuff. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, get into my conversation with Logan Mater from Once Human. With media uh, media scare with Baron Bodner? No, no, uh, I did oh, with uh, I I, I did with the Burning Room that we were on media scare. Um, oh uh, yeah, yeah, for that one record, but uh, yeah, since gone on to other things, and I didn't know if media scare was still a label or or what, because you're working from you're working out of your own studio now, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been I moved out of there a long time ago, like in 2010. Yeah, and I had a place on Melrose for the first few years, and then I was in my house, and now I'm in a different house, and I'm in my yeah my studio set up in my home. Nice, I okay. like it. Right on. And uh, so you yeah. got uh, you've got a lot of a lot of things going on. You got a new record coming out. You got a new band. You got well, fairly new band. It's been what a year or so mm-hmm. for Once Human. Yeah, it's actually 
yeah, it formed like two years ago, and we actually put a record out and did a couple of tours, but okay. I'm way more excited about the second record. It's a, a lot different and a lot better, and yeah. uh, we really kind of grew into our sound and uh, in a lot of ways. Like, for one, uh, we added a new guitar player, Max Karen, and he's a really good writer and player, and he worked with Lauren and I writing uh, the whole second record, and he wasn't there on the first one. Uh-huh. So there's that. So musically, like we stepped it up a lot, and really got our own kind of identity going on, and uh, a little bit of progressive elements going on, like longer songs and more intelligent music, and uh, certainly way heavy. And, uh, and then Lauren has grown a lot with her vocal abilities since the first record. That was her first time making a record and first time in the studio. And we did a couple of tours, and she just grew a lot and uh, had to developed her vocal style in a few different ways for the second record. Her main growling voice is a lot lower now, and uh, it sounds brutal as fuck. And uh, she also does like a tonal screaming type thing that has a little bit of a melody in it, but it's still really aggressive and screaming. Uh-huh. And her clean vocals, we have a, <clears throat> a little bit of clean vocals on the record, like... Very few. I think it's on only on three songs, or four songs, but it only appears when like the music really calls for it. Uh huh. So it's mostly brutal all the way through. And then lyrically, she grew a whole lot too. Like the, I'm really proud of what she did lyrically, and uh, you know, this this concepts are meaningful and thought provoking and intelligent and way more advanced than our first record. So. Uh huh. I'm really excited to get it out. I'm like <clears throat> anxious and waiting. It's been a long setup. We started setting it up uh, just because it was being delivered towards the end of the year. We had to wait. We could have, we would have been ready to put it out like in November, but it was just a bad idea to put a record out in November because, you know, with the holiday season, it's just really a bad mm-hmm. time for a record to come out. It's the yeah. worst time. Unless you're Evangelical or Metallica or something, <laughs> but like you got to wait until the beginning of the year. <clears throat> so it was meant to come out today, actually, January 13th, but our record label did a, didn't renew their distribution partnership with E1 Entertainment in America. They moved, they upgraded to Sony Red, uh-huh. but because of that, we, we had to wait until February 10th is our, our release date. So it's coming up, but it's still like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Waiting. I bet, dude. Yeah. That's a long time coming. And, and how did how did you and her get together? Did she did she did you meet her somewhere? Uh, Was she kind of brought into you, or she actually was introduced to me by Monty Connor from Nuclear Blast Entertainment. He found a video of her. Someone played him a video of her playing guitar, like a YouTube clip. Uh-huh. And he thought of me. He thought because I've done a lot of production deals and development with new artists. Actually, he signed one of them. Roadrunner when he was at Roadrunner, the band Domin. I did that record up actually at Undercity over there in okay. Hollywood. At the compound. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, I did a lot of records there. I did a Gojira, the Whale of Flesh there. I did uh, Five Finger Death Punch, the first one, and uh, two Divine Heresy records. I did a record for Media Scare for uh, Johnny Santos and uh, Silent Civilian. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and a bunch of others. Yeah, I did a lot of work there. It was fun. Good times. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, Mont- yeah. Um, so, go ahead. I was just going back to where I met Lauren, and mm-hmm. Monty sent me this, and I, I thought it was interesting. So we took a meeting, and we hit it off right away, and um, started writing music together. Originally, I was just going to produce it and help her put a band together, but I just decided quickly into it that I wanted to play again, and this was like the thing to make that I wanted to do. So. Um, after just only producing for a long time, 12 years or so, and not really playing guitar, not playing in a band at all, uh, I started playing in this band. <clears throat> so it's been, a, you know, it's been quite challenging. It's like it's a different climate for music industry these days, and there's so much more competition and less money to go around. And uh, so it's a it's a struggle for a new band. It's kind of even crazy to like want to start a new band, but I believe in it and I. I'm doing it, and I feel like we've we've got a, a really good record coming out, and some good opportunities coming around. Like 
um, a good team around us too, like with George Bally doing publicity in America. He's got some great press opportunities for us. Laura mm-hmm. Bailey on the cover of Revolver and, um, in April and a bunch of other good press. And uh, the video, we first put our first video out four months ago and it's got 2.1 million views or something. It's a lot of views. I didn't think it would do that much. It's still playing a lot every day. Yeah. That was is, a big success. And, uh, is yeah. that the Aya Chaos video? Yeah. Okay. That's the first one I saw uh, when I heard about the band, and, and yeah. it was bad. I was shocked because I heard the song first, and then I saw the video, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's a girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was crazy. You didn't it blew my it mind. Girl. I didn't. I didn't. I had it on uh, Spotify, yeah. and I was like, this is brutal. And then uh-huh. I didn't even, it didn't even <laughs> cross my mind. Like, uh, you know, there's stuff from like Walls of Jericho and stuff like that where it was, there's times like, and I knew yeah. it was a girl, but there's times I was like, man, that is brutal. And this just blew it out of the water. And, and I was shocked. And I, and the other thing that really stuck out to me and I, and forgive me if I'm wrong here, but this, this is what it sounds like to me. It almost sounds like the leads and the rhythm are two completely different. It's almost like two songs were put together and it sounds so cool uh, are you guys tuned differently from each other or is it, it, it seems like almost like the lead is from another song that got put over the top, but it fits. It's kind of like a weird. Well, no, we're tuned. We're basically tuned the same way. Although Max, he does most of the, like all the leads uh-huh. and, uh, um, his musical mind is crazy. Like he'll write a riff and then the lead that goes over it is rhythmically like, from a different world of the riff, but they work together so well. It's, um, yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. So it is, you know, it's all, that's how, that's how Max <laughs> does his leads. It's like really cool. He does a lot of that on the record. I've never, I mean, that's the thing that was so cool is I've not heard anything like that before. And it was like hearing oh. a whole new style of music. And then the fact that, I mean, female fronted, and the the sounds that she gets are insane, and and of course your guys' tones are just spot on, and you know I, oh. I knew when I saw your name I was like this is going to be heavy like this is going to be rad, put it on, and then it was just a complete surprise like how different it was, and that was so cool because I mean it's just it was uh, like I say it was a totally totally different kind of music in my mind and very original. And that's, that got me so excited about it is this is going to be huge because you know, there's sure, so much man. heavy music out there, yeah. but this would appeal to so many people. And the fact that it's so brutal, I think it's going to be a, a gateway to a lot of people coming over to heavier music, um, that could get into it, you know? Cool. Um, well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, either way, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with, with doing it. It fills a, a hole in my soul that was empty for a while. And I'm still producing and mixing, mostly mixing these days, uh-huh. uh, incidentally. I mean, but which is fine. I love mixing. Um, but it's great to be playing again and, um, you know, do some tours and get out there on stage. It's like, um, it's like nothing else in life. It's a good life experience and I'm stoked to be doing it again. Yeah, is it? And so you have a you have a family now, right? You've got kids and yeah, and a wife right. and yeah. And how's that going with with yep. touring and everything? Getting back into it, are they supportive of it, or is it a lot harder for you to do now with with family? Yeah, it's it's you know it's not easy, but like they they live in Los Angeles with their mother, uh-huh. and she's a really good mother, and they have a nanny, and um, you know like. I visit them a couple times a month, uh-huh. um, and I miss them. But uh, we're living in Las Vegas right now, okay? Just because uh, it like it saves money and it makes sense if we're going to be touring to to keep a place in a studio with a lower overhead right now while we're building this thing. Mm-hmm. But soon enough, I'll move back to LA so that I can be with my kids more often because I do miss them a lot. But they're good. They have so many activities. In all their daily life and uh, and on the weekends and stuff like that, they're really well taken care of. And of course, I miss them, but uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm on a mission right now. So, and they understand. Yeah, they're okay with it. And they're proud of what Dad's doing. I'm sure. Yeah. How how old are they? Are they like how old's your oldest? 
the triplets are seven and the twins are about to turn five. Oh my god. Did you say triplets and twins? You have you have five kids, triplets and twins. Yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah. You must be run ragged. <laughs> I have three kids, yeah. but they're not they're not all at the same time. That's wow. Okay then. So that's yeah. uh oh man, that's gotta be crazy. So I, I was talking yeah. to, uh, um, I, I did an episode with Brock from uh, 36 Crazy Fists, and he's got a daughter. And I was asking him how, you know, because she's the age now where she'll come to shows and stuff. And have they seen mm-hmm. you, have they seen you play live then? No, no, they haven't yet. Okay. I was going to ask how that goes over, yeah. seeing what dad does. but um, Yeah, hopefully they will. I think they'll be into it when they get a little bit older. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you you and I met back in at at uh, Under City. You were doing the Assassino record, um, I believe, at oh, the yeah. time, and we were recording in uh, Under City, uh, the Burning Room record with uh, uh, Stefan Neary and and Johnny Santos came in for a little while and did some vocal coaching and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool getting into that world because it was. I mean, we came from you know a marginally successful you know uh, band before that. Um, to to media scare and Baron's like come on down record we'll do like a 50 50 deal and then uh, we met you and then uh, Dino of course and Andreas uh, from Sepultura and uh, yeah uh, Johnny and it was kind of cool getting into that world because that was a world we weren't really in uh, the metal world and uh, that was, mm-hmm. that was a cool little experience. Um, and I, I listened to a little bit of the Josta episode you guys did, and you brought up Tacos Manzano and, and Dino, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I started laughing at my desk because <laughs> we ate there every day. And the one thing yeah. that I missed there is Dino would come into our uh, studio, and in that studio, as you remember, the you go into the live room, then you go into a bathroom, and then the vocal booth is on the other side of the bath. You have to go through the bathroom to get to the vocal booth. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equal Vision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video 
for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of, of that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. And Dino yeah. would come in there and either sneak in sometimes and sometimes you just be like, Hey guys, what's going on? And take a shit in that bathroom and we had to record vocals right after that and he was laughing so hard and it was you know at, at first it was shock it was like that's dino from fear factory holy shit and then after a while i was like oh dino took a shit in here again really and uh you know and i remember i remember coming in and and you were doing the silent civilian record and i think you may have been uh i think you recorded it in that that room because i remember coming in before we had met you and the the board was all taped up and uh all they said was do not touch this logan will kill you and i'm like who's logan and uh like logan mater like who logan mater like no no idea and uh they're like oh man you got a lot to learn anyway but then we met and then and uh you played us some mixes and stuff like that and and i'm not sure how much of this you remember but um it was a really cool experience and and uh then going back and listening to stuff you'd been on, like the machine head stuff, um, you know, uh, medication and, and, and all that was, was, uh, a cool learning experience and got me exposed to a lot more, um, of that side of metal, uh, which I wasn't involved in. Um, and that was really cool. And, and tacos Manzano was, was hilarious because just hearing that name, I was like, it brought me back 
to eating there every day and, and uh, recording at that yeah. studio. So, yeah. um, but what's your, uh, yeah, cool. I totally remember you guys. I... Yeah. I wasn't sure if you did or not. Cause I, I mean, it was, a, it was a brief time and, and of course we haven't seen each other since. And I remember seeing the pictures uh, for Once Human when 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 I checked it out, and I was like, "Holy shit, he's got dreadlocks again!" But then I was like, "Wait a minute, mm-hmm. it was like buzzed hair when when I met you." So it's been literally that mm-hmm. long, and I was <laughs> that made me laugh too because I was like, "Jesus Christ, time flies!" But uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was a good time. I think we did some gang vocals on uh, one of those songs on that record, but. Um, Cause you're like, yeah, I think you guys busted in and said, Hey, you guys want to come do some vocals? And we ran in there and, and oh, yeah. uh, we had to scream something in Spanish, Padre pedophilio or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, uh, so the yeah, Europe... Jamie Johnston was there one or two days as well. That's why we were talking about that. Cause he did a guest vocal on it too. Okay. On that also senior record. Yeah. We, yeah. it's just a, it's... yeah, we might, once human might be uh, doing some shows with Asasino coming up in the next couple of months too. I'm looking forward to that. That would be rad. It's not booked, but we're we're working on it. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to do that. It would be fun. That is one of the most brutal bands I've ever heard, and I can't find yeah. that record anywhere, like streaming wise. Um, it's almost like oh, it yeah. doesn't exist. Like there's some weird electronic band with the same name, um, and like Spotify will mm. pull up the the cover, but you can't hear it. Uh, you can't listen to the music, but. Um, but weird. Yeah, it's real strange. Yeah, it's a good record. I like it. But uh, so you're—I mean, you're—you have a very uh, distinct tone when it comes to recording, and and you know, I, I think that's why people said you know, oh, or like Contra was like, oh man, we just recorded with Logan Mater, and I was still like, who? <laughs> and then after hearing mm-hmm. that Contra, uh, de- well, it wasn't a demo, really, it was an EP. I was like, holy shit. Uh-huh. And then I started listening to some more of the records and more of the records. And I was like, man, this is, this is really good stuff. Um, so with this, with this once human record, uh, were you, did you record that or did you have someone else handle that business? No, I recorded it and, uh, mixed it. Okay. Cause and, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's brutal. And, uh, yeah, the tones you guys have are just ridiculous. And, and, uh, I mean, it's just such a groove. Um, I think it's the biggest thing that I pick out of it is that is just the, the groove is so heavy. Um, it just yeah. kind of sucks you in. And, and, uh, so, so on once human, you said that, uh, um, you're playing rhythm guitar. So are, are you writing most of the songs or are you, is it more of a collaboration with everybody? It's a collaboration with Lauren, myself and Max. And okay. Yeah, the, on the music, and then Lauren does all the lyrics and vocal stuff like on her own. And I produce and record and mix. And I actually used a different mastering guy. Normally I do mastering, but this one I wanted to use uh, Jens Bagren from mm-hmm. Sweden. He's he's uh, he's amazing, and I've been a fan of his work for a while and wanted to work with him. And I thought this was a good time to step away and let him put the finishing touches with mastering. He's got a great studio and a lot of analog gear and stuff that I don't have. Uh-huh. So, you know, we brought him in and he was stoked to do it. So I'm I'm really happy with the results on that. Probably Excellent. do that same formula on the next record too. Okay. And do you guys have, a, are you guys doing like a, um, you've got the the first record uh, with Ear Music and this one with Ear Music. Um, do you have another record with them as well? Or is it just kind of a case or a record by record basis? No, I have one more option with Ear Music. Okay. And uh, yeah. so this and one, this one you're going to blow out and and, uh, and head. Uh, what kind of touring cycle are you going to do on this record? I mean, it's got to tell you, it's it's rough getting a tour right now. But before this record comes out, I've been I have a really good agent in mm-hmm. America, and I have a good agent in Europe, and it's tough to get a good support slot. You know, we're not ready to go out and headline, so we need to go out with a good band that we can support. And it's like it's rough right now. I'm I've been like I've been pounding the fucking pavement yeah. and exhausting a lot of leads. I, there was a few almost got. There was and then 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 went away or one reason or another. Like it's been a frustrating, uh, difficult to get the right tours. You know, it's um, 
until this record comes out, I believe it's going to make a little a little bit of noise at least when it first comes out mm-hmm. and do a lot better numbers than our first one, relatively speaking. So that's going to help. And so I'm kind of really waiting for that. But meantime, we got a couple things in the pipeline and probably won't start until March, but it's not even confirmed, so I can't announce any tours right now, unfortunately. Sure. But um, I'm hoping to have a full cycle out of this and go to Europe again and um, couple at least a couple or three tours in America and just see where it leads us. Our record's coming out in Japan this time. It's coming out in Australia. It didn't happen before. Press internationally and getting decent reviews and getting features in all the major press outlets all, all over Europe and some in Japan and some in Australia and a bunch in America. So there's like a lot of good indicators out there that tell me like this is going to be okay mm-hmm. and be pretty good, almost pretty good, hopefully. So but um and i'm also the manager so i do i gotta do everything and it's um it's a lot of work but i love doing it and i'm like i'm fucking determined at this point like i'm not i'm not gonna give up and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing it until until it like gains some real momentum and then i'm gonna continue doing it it'll just be easier (laughs) (laughs) yeah pushing a fucking rock up a mountain right now yeah and that's something with um, so when you started Machine Head, you know, it was a much different climate. But was it as much of a grind as it is now? Uh, you know, that was that was that was pre-internet or when internet was still very yep. very minimal. What is the the biggest hassle now uh, for you guys? You said it's like pushing a rock up a hill, which I absolutely understand. Uh, especially, you know, from being in established bands and then starting fresh, um, you know, where Mm -hmm. you are, I mean, you're, when people say, you know, Logan from, uh, Machine Head, Logan from Soulfly, and then a bunch of people that not, not necessarily no names, but not, it's not a super group, but it's with people that could easily become, you know, extremely successful. What's the yeah. biggest difference for yeah, you that, now in the music business, uh, or or biggest hurdle, I guess? Yeah, it really is a new band. It's not like a supergroup at all. Yeah. So that in itself, you know, presents a lot of obstacles and things to overcome, and uh, means that we have a lot to prove as a new band. Like uh-huh. it's, it's not like there's a bunch bunch of names, and. Uh, but that's okay, and I like the challenge, and I like the fact that it's a new band, because when it does work, and when it does really kind of build its own place and name, it's going to feel really good, you know? Um, but it's a big difference. That just starting a new band in 2017 versus in 1993 is a totally different yeah. thing to do. I mean, and and then even going further, Machine Head really happened overnight. Like, the record, not so much in America, but in Europe and U.K., that record came out and was just charting and it was blowing up. And this is in a time when people actually bought records and yeah. people, you know, the only way they would find out about a band is from the major magazines, physical magazines, and then their friends that would tell them. Mm-hmm. And word of mouth is still the same. It's just the medium is all different. Like now word of mouth spreads through the internet and traditional press still plays a, a role and has a, a bit of a status factor to it. But, um, it's a much different world, like a totally different world today than it was. Then another thing different today, there is a lot more competition out there. There's like so many more fucking metal bands out there in the world that, and everybody's like kind of fighting for that same piece of pie. And so that makes things more difficult to stand out and to rise above and to get your piece. It's like, it's not as easy as it was. And then, and you know, Machine Head was kind of a phenomenon. It was, it was a rare, success story that doesn't really happen that often to a lot of mm-hmm. bands. but you know it doesn't mean like we can't reach those heights eventually because i know like in, in the metal genre which is one thing i really love about it is that you know you can have longevity and you can build a career slowly over time and build fans and those fans usually stay with you and they even go old with you and you know they stay loyal it's not like pop music or rap or anything like if it's on the radio they love it and then when it's doesn't get on the radio anymore they forget about it mm-hmm. you know people don't forget about metal bands that they love they really kind of stick with them and so that that fan base accumulates over time if you keep making good records as long as you keep making good records and 
keep performing like and the music is good you know eventually it uh will hit like a boiling point and you can you know be a successful headliner and you know kind of make your own decisions and call your own shots and uh do what you want you know sure instead of sort of like waiting to get accepted as a support slot for a tour or things like that you know mm-hmm. yeah. well it's interesting to hear too that it's that it's been such a, a struggle you know with the amount of you know connections that you have it kind of gives you an upper hand but at the same time you still need to present something that you know is going to bring something to the package for those tours you, it, you, yeah. I'm sure, I assume yeah. it's not like hey Dino it's Logan uh, new band let's go tour right now um, it's well, not that it's, easy. It's, but... Interestingly enough, we did, I mean, we, my connections help in, in a lot of ways. I and mean, it's, it's like a lot of the things that are in the works right now mm-hmm. are based in, in that, but they also take time to, to come into fruition. And like, there's a lot of lead out, lead in time for, for certain big press things to come out and reviews. And mm-hmm. so, you know, this, it's like, you got to lay this groundwork, but, but speaking of Dino, who's been a great ally and colleague of mine over the years mm-hmm. as, as like a client for producing and stuff, but he took, you know, Fear Factory took one human on our first tour in North America and then they took us to Europe as well. Okay. Which was just based mainly on my relationship with Dino and that he liked our band, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, but, uh, I'm knocking on all these doors and, one of them's gonna open. So. <laughs> I'm like uh, a persistent. So yeah, um, yeah. And and again, it's like we got this record has to come out. I believe really has to come out and make some noise and prove itself before more of these opportunities are gonna start opening up for us. But yeah, I think it's just around the corner, but we'll see. Yeah, it's just the next step, and and it's gotta suck just sitting on that. You know, the record's done, it's there, and you just have to sit on it and wait um, for that distro. Well, I mean, we've been busy, you know, we've been been busy, like, with a lot of press and stuff, and we mm-hmm. went to the Revolver Awards, did press in New York, that's when we did the Joshua podcast. Okay. And we went to Australia, did press in Australia, and, uh, you know, and I'm also busy working, and and then I'm managing the band, so I have to keep in constant communication with the record couple and the publicists, and... Mm-hmm. And the booking agents, and we have really, we're lucky that, that we have really good booking agents too, because to even get an agent right now for a new, if anything, it's like, they, it's not easier as well. Like, it, there's too many bands out there. And, but we have a really good agent, Dan Rosenblum, and he's, he's kicking ass, and he's like, he's persistent and, mm-hmm. you know, get us up out there like we need, and great publicist. And, and then I'm also, you know, working, I mix mixing a bunch of records and keep them busy with that so I can live and support my guitar playing habit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's all good. Well, with you, with you doing so much, I mean, and you're managing the band, like you said, uh, uh I was having a conversation with a, uh, a colleague of mine that, that, uh, works with the, the podcast network I'm on and, and he's a manager and manages a bunch of bands and been doing it a long time. Um, and he, you know, talks about how a manager is crucial because they can make those tough decisions, have those tough conversations and make those, you know, uh, when everyone wants to go a certain way and, and the manager being outside can step back and look at things a little differently. Do you find that hard to do, um, being so attached to the band, to the music, to the, the overall goal that you may get, uh, be blind to certain things that may be bad decisions? No, no, I want what's best for the band, and uh, it's very clear. I've been doing it long enough to know what's good and what's bad. Mm-hmm. I manage another band as well. It's like uh, this band called NVIDIA. They just got signed to SPV, and their record's coming out in March, and that's a lot of work as well, but, you know, they're good kids, they're good guys, and their their record is good, and I got a good team of people for I got a full uh, active rock radio campaign going with Landshark and Jamie Roberts from Right Angle for publicity she used to be at Roadrunner and uh-huh. I just got up an agent and there's a lot of work involved in that but it's like it's pretty much second nature to me you know yeah yeah, yeah. okay 
And uh, and so one other thing I wanted to touch on with with uh, um, with with producing and and mixing still is is how do you are you able now mixing and just doing mainly mixing to take on more projects, um, you know, with touring, a touring schedule and everything else, because you can do that, I guess, a lot quicker than, than working on a whole record and having to set aside, you know, two, three months of your life. Um, or do you try to keep it to, you know, minimal amount of projects, uh, while you're doing the, the road, um, when you have both going, I guess, um, kind of how you schedule Um, your year out. Yeah, obviously I can't produce an album when I'm on tour, but sure. I can I can still mix. I've got like a a laptop situation, and uh, I think people would be surprised like the the sounds I can get from mixing on really good headphones mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. Um, I can actually pull it off. I've done it in Europe. Uh, Once Human was touring in Europe last year, or end of 2015 rather, and I was doing mixes on the road on a laptop, and they got finished and accepted and they sounded really good and mixing two different projects while on tour. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You got to make that money, man. Yeah. Well, awesome, Logan. Well, um, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and, uh, and chat with me for a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm really stoked for this record to come out. I think it's going to do great things. And, uh, Cool. Thanks, man. Really, uh, and I'm glad. I, I mean, I just hit you up. I'm, I, I appreciate you coming on without going through all the, the publicist and everything else. Um, yeah, uh, it's all channels. good. Man. It's, it's yeah. awesome. So, um, yeah. So cool. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Logan. Take care, man, and and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Take yeah. care. Bye. 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 They beat this place by
All right, everybody, that was my conversation with Logan Mater from Once Human. Uh, we had a great time talking with Logan, catching up. Uh, it was awesome of him to come on. Uh, Once Human is going to be taking the world by storm. I really believe that. This record is, is going to be fantastic. Um, and they've got the drive. Um, they've got the means. And, uh, you know, it's just going to go places. It's going to be really good. So, uh, as usual, we are on peerpleasurepodcast.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Our Twitter is at pod peer pleasure, and our Instagram is at peer pleasure pod. Uh, we are going to Adobe radio, uh, next week. I have a really awesome guest, uh, set up for that one. Uh, 5 PM Eastern 2 PM Pacific, uh, on Adobe radio, uh, adobe.com, uh, ido.bi slash player. Uh, we're going to have all this stuff on the website as well. Link to Adobe Radio uh, where you can check us out. And don't forget to check out the Amazon affiliate link. Don't forget to donate to the show. Uh, if it's worth something to you, hit that donate button. Uh, you know, like I say, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month, whatever it's worth to you. Uh, we're glad to be with you on your commute or flight or, you know, just hanging out, listening to a podcast. I know I listen to mine on the way to work. Um, not my own podcast, but I listen to the podcast that I listen to on the way to work. Um, been enjoying being a part of the Jabberjaw Media family and those podcasts and podcasters. Um, a lot of cool stuff coming up in 2017. So definitely, definitely check out uh, the other podcasts on Jabberjaw. Um, and we look forward to you listening to us on Adobe or the way you are now, uh, be it iTunes or, or through the website. Really appreciate the continued support and uh couldn't do it without you guys so thanks for listening uh, i know this was a little bit long-winded of a intro on this one with a lot of stories i had to get off my chest so anyways have a great week we'll see you next time Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.